0: Where zeros. Derek Hawkins, John Mann, you're listening to 1-800-BAND. I
1: don't know what day it was, but remember?
2: from 1-800-Band.
3: And what do you do in 1-800-Band? I play band? keyboards
2: in 1-800-Band.
3: And what style of music is 1-800-Band? It's power pop. Awesome. <laughs> it absolutely is. I was going to say, I just saw recently, and we'll, we'll come back to this at the end of the episode too, but you guys are opening for Dwight Twilley?
2: Yes, I'm so excited. That's Dwight awesome. Dwight Twilley is the hero of everyone in the
3: band. So, That's awesome. Yeah, no, so I, cool. I actually didn't know about, I, I guess he's a relatively undersold totally, power pop guy. Totally, uh,
2: completely under, uh, under-recognized, I guess would be the right mm-hmm. term. And he is. Has written some of the greatest songs i think of the 70s and 80s and also um he played some weird private event that we got fortunate enough to go to here in the city some guy was having his birthday party and, and had white twilly and uh it was amazing awesome was incredi- like today he's incredible awesome you know,
3: so well that's great um so
0: i is actually, you know, like, we. I, I know 1-800-Band's been on my radar for a while, especially because, you know, we practice next yeah. to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> day <laughs> and I heard you
2: guys playing. I was like, this fa- song is fantastic. And I knocked on the door and introduced myself. That's right, that's right. To the that's great right. embarrassment of everybody in 1-800-Band. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
0: great. Uh, how did you guys converge? What's the, like, backstory on 1-800-Band?
2: Uh, 1-800-Band is actually, three of us were in Crimson Suite together. Okay. Uh, and... um then, what happened? Crimson Sweet broke up, and we went our separate ways briefly and but we all had so much fun doing stuff together that we're like, "Well, we'll just do this thing and it'll just be to mess around." And then it actually became one eight hundred band.
0: yeah, so how it goes so often.
2: yeah, I know you're like, i'm gonna <laughs> I'm done with this, not really. I'm just gonna write really
0: dumb songs, yeah. just like all I want to do is black flag covers.
2: <laughs> and then it works out. <laughs> so, uh, so that's how one eight hundred band came about. And then um, we got our drummer, who's a guy we know from this uh, older band, the Hong Kong, who are a great band. Um, and he is a phenomenal drummer. So we just asked him and fortunately got lucky.
3: Awesome. Yeah. So Crimson Suite is actually one of the two bands you brought us today to talk yes, about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And when, and when uh, was that, you said that predated?
2: That predates Flaming, Flaming Fire. Crimson okay. Sweet is the first band I was ever in. And uh, it was unique in that. Um, we all learned to play our instruments together.
3: Oh, cool. So
2: nobody knew how to play when we started (laughs) the band. uh, Al, who is the vocalist and the guitar player in 1-800-Band, already knew how to play guitar, but he very kindly learned how to play drums as Rob, who is the bassist in 1-800-Band, learned how to play bass and I learned how to play guitar and be the vocalist in Crimson Suite. Oh, cool. So basically, we were all just learning how to play together And uh, we were pretty terrible. And once actually got locked into our practice space. Um, Locked into the practice space. We were like, we were practicing in um, some, you know, like rented space. Right. And somebody just like carefully, like, you know, just like clicked the latch, and we're like, oh my god, we can't get out. And then I guess at some point they opened it because you know we checked like half an hour later we can get out or whatever. But we we were that bad. We were really bad.
3: Nice. That's a that's a nice analog for it for the really yeah. It's Like situation. how bad were you
2: locked in? You know. But then they probably realized, my God, they're gonna keep playing and uh, unlock
3: it. <laughs> well, maybe that's how you became great. You know, just lock lock <laughs>
2: lock a
0: few musicians you in a room. Literally locked yourself in the studio.
2: Uh, yeah, we were we were locked into the studio to get good.
3: Nice. So um, well, let's well, let's uh let's start off with a song. Um, we have you sent us two. You sent us. What were the two songs that you sent uh,
2: us? Boulevard and uh, Wired for the Last Move.
3: And do you have a preference on which to start with? You no. S- you, either, said, either you said Boulevard one. was a little earlier, right?
2: Boulevard is a little earlier, but uh, Wired is a little more home produced. Okay, just doing that for.
3: Derek, flip a coin. Boulevard, Wired for the Last Move. Just do Wired. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: metal band on square zeros i think okay so we, got, it first. we got, got a first we got a first that was rad yeah i've said this before and it's just like if you played that now like i'd be your shoes i mean i would beat you the yeah, shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like nobody would be mad at you
2: that's good so you
0: were you were singing in that
2: yes yeah i was singing in that very well thank you <laughs> and uh
0: S- and situate what about- us a little bit more too that's i'm, I'm curious about like you know date place that kind of stuff
2: sure um that band was um i want to say early 2000s first band for me um and uh what else can i say about that i i wish i i don't have any of our uh early seven inches digitized from that time but i was pretty stoked because usually the reviews we got were like is this a guy or a girl and i was like yes i was so happy (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think what else I can say about that. Yeah, it was just, you know, um, basically it was just three people learning how to play together and then, um, it evolved into, uh, after we became a four piece, then it became sort of a struggle between, uh, factions you know, who wanted it to sound like what? Because it was no longer like, it could just only sound like what it was, then Mm. it actually could sound like something, and then it turned out that we had different ideas of what we wanted it to sound like, and so that was pretty much the end of that. Sure,
0: if it had gone your way, what would it have sounded like? What were you pulling from?
2: If it had gone for me, it would have just been like, punk, and uh, I could never play fast enough to play thrash, but it would have definitely been like, just like fast, stripped down, and probably devoid of all soul. (laughs) (laughs)
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> word, word.
2: Uh, which and everybody else uh, has a soul in the band so uh, that was uh the, that tricky. was the ultimate battle
3: <laughs> well that's cool well do we want to do we want to go ahead and try the second track then yeah i'm say, burning yeah. on the inside yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's go straight to the second one we'll talk a little bit more hell yeah
0: That's pretty sick too. You know what came to mind for that one on I me mean, is polystyrene from X-ray specs.
2: Oh yeah, we got that a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. God, that wasn't totally off base.
3: I was gonna say too something too about. I mean, uh, I know it's like a, maybe it's because the mix, the sort of hybrid between you know you said the other guys were looking a little rock and roll and you were looking looking to go a little punk, but I feel like just the sort of chugging, sort of straightforward nature of it. There's a little Motorhead in there too, yeah, which I, which yeah, I really is, like, yeah, fun to that, which yeah. I really <laughs> like.
2: Um, yeah, that band was really fun, and we had it for a while, and we. We went on tour all the time and we went to Europe and it was great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, so it was great. Like, um, and it was, uh, I think we toured the U S like maybe we did a full U S tour twice and we would tour about twice a year, um, for a few years. And so then when it broke up, uh, then, you know, we all went separate ways. And then, uh, to quote the Cinderella song, don't know what you got till it's gone. I went, Uh, I went on tour with uh, another band and you find out that it's it's different, right? You know, I I mean, it was great. It was just like you're like, I guess bands are always thinking, I want more or how can I get more or, oh, this other band is doing really well and you don't realize, you know, people are coming to your shows and if you can tour in other cities and even you know and anybody comes to your shows or eight people come or 30 people come or 50 people come you're doing really well right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. all this
0: coming from starting with a band that like didn't know how to play its instruments
2: yeah (laughs) yes that's remarkable (laughs) yeah well thank you i mean it was um and uh certainly uh because it was in the realm of punk when it started, of course, that's always appreciated, really not knowing how to play your instrument. (laughs) So so it was never, um, you know, we always met like-minded people and people were really cool and nice it was great.
3: Let me ask you too, just because you talked about how you were, again, you were kind of pushing more punk and they were pushing a little more straightforward rock and roll. How did they talk you into one 800 band? Because I, I love, because <laughs> I was going to say, I love one 800 band, but you guys are absolutely power pop. You know, you're playing keys, sure. you know, well, like, I
2: love power pop. I yeah. mean, like, I think it's fantastic. Like Husker Du are one of my favorite bands. And I think, uh, underlying, all uh, their excessive speed, especially as you get a little bit later. And by later, I mean like Zen Arcade or, mm-hmm. uh, um, New Day Rising or something like that. It's super melodic. Like yeah. that stuff is crazy. You know, like it's almost like Tom Petty melodies underneath, or you know, this just incredible speed. So, um, but I've, and I've always loved all. Uh, I love Candy. I don't know if you guys know that band. It's like a um i want to say early 70s late 80s i think one of the guys then went on like years and years later to be in guns and roses or something okay but, but they <laughs> have a fantastic song called whatever happened to fun and like i love that song so anyway um i love it but so it wasn't so much playing power pop that was a tough transition for me it was uh, playing keyboards because okay. then you're just standing there Right, you know what I mean. You're yeah. just standing there, and not only that, you're behind your instrument. Like you can't like do anything. And so um, after I got over the initial like just wanting to be like rah, and like turn it over like a table or something <laughs> like that, that was um, the the greatest transition. And also, I don't really know what to do when you're playing keyboards physically. It was hard to figure out. I'd only seen like videos like where like uh, you know there would be like um, uh, somebody with a fancy haircut playing keyboards and right, like right, looking salty yeah. you know, like I didn't know what to do. So, um, but on the good side I had taken piano when I was a kid, so it was very easy to figure out melodies on that.
0: Nice. You should watch some mummies videos. You ever seen the mummies?
2: I have seen the mummies. Okay. Yeah, yes, you're right. Surf the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. So um so anyway, it wasn't that hard to convince me because A I love them and B I love Power Pop. So it was mainly just hard to figure out to, to play keyboards.
3: Cool. Yeah. So, Flaming Fire was a band that was between Crimson Suite and One Eight Hundred.
2: Yes, and Flaming Fire is an awesome project. Uh, it is the project of this guy named Patrick Hambrecht, who um, has had this band. They started out, I think, as an acapella group, maybe okay. uh, in the early two thousands. Also, and we just knew each other from from playing together. And um, he also is notorious for having tried to illustrate the entire Bible. He had this thing online called the Illustrated Bible, and it was just like, he was just collecting pictures from everybody who's trying. There's thousands and thousands of pictures of the Bible um, i on um, from just like crazy different sources. And if you think of a million different people drawing the Bible, it's really weird. Yeah. So um, uh, so anyway, he was uh, his dad was a preacher, which is, I think, how he came to that. But anyway, uh, Flaming Fire was uh, a collective and he was sort of the overlord and then he would get different people to do different things. And Crimson Suite had just broken up and Flaming Fire was going on tour. So I went on tour as a guitar player. Uh, or, sorry, no, I didn't. I went on tour as a vocalist, as a lady vocalist and um, then changed over to playing guitar. And I did that for about a year. And it was really interesting because it was very different. Like he would write all the music on a drum machine or on something like that. And then he would try and translate it into, then he would come bring it to the band and we would try and translate it into music. How'd that work out? (laughs) Uh, It often sounded very different from his original plan, but it was really interesting. And I met tons of cool and interesting people doing it. And uh, we all had to wear red, everybody wore red you know so um so that was uh, also interesting and you know different and uh, and when we were on tour i remember i had to wear a dress and i felt very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> but um but then by the time i was playing guitar i got to wear pants so i felt better
3: <laughs> It's a funny breakdown. Funny. I know it's
2: stupid. It's like it's strange, but the little things that affect you. And um and so then when we were on tour, we were playing a lot of places that I had played with Crimson Sweet, and I realized it's just really different because you know people would come out and see you. And I I remember me having this experience, but like, you know, people come and see you, and they think it's going to be like the old band you're in, and then it's not, and then they're mad, and you're like, oh.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's always tough. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so the song you brought for us is.
2: Uh, holy, holy, holy.
3: All right, let's give it a let's give it a roll.
4: In a dusty farm field There's a goat that's not quite for real Flowing with red eyes Always waiting, standing patiently For your sanction Holy, holy, holy It is holy, 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 holy We are holy, 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 holy Spirit rests in deepest slumber Snakes in trees and wells with fishes Doorways to your deepest wishes Holy, holy, holy Know your soul to a tree, cry for her, bleed for me. Eternal lamb, forever slaughtered, let your torture be my altar. A butcher's soul, we all must share. Kill and roast the God that's there. Drink the blood, eat the meat, let the Savior wash your feet. Golden rags, tumors of gold, donkeys beat to save your soul. Children cry, bears attack. The violin on a subway track. Waning thing with a million eyes, flying goat will form the skies. Cash your teeth with your hair, let your soul fly through the air. All it is. Just one sound, cast their seed onto the ground. Some will rise, some will fall, the universe will eat them all. Spring and fine jubilation, ring the bells in celebration. Shape so with wonder, shape with fight.
5: Love will kill, death
1: is life.
0: I I have two questions. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, first of all, sure. more I need more backstory on that.
2: Okay, what on the band? It's on,
0: on the band and the song. Let me. That was sure. that let, was legitimately twisted.
3: Yeah. Let me. Yeah, and let me ask how many people were in the band.
2: Oh, um, let's see. I mean, many people. If you,
3: it seemed like maybe there were. Different okay, well, people maybe at different now times.
2: would be a good time. Um, uh, for example, the band is about to put out. I think it should be coming out pretty soon. Some double gatefold, like I thought it was going to be every, you know, song that they'd ever done, but I think it's going to be, it's a, it's a double album and it's going to be like three sides are Flaming Fire songs and one side is going to be this band sod which was like the experimental band that many people in this band were in. But to give you an idea of how many people are in the band, they're illustrating the gatefold cover. Uh, Marvel comics style and everyone in the band will be on the cover. But think how many, it's just going to be people, 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 because so many people have been in this band Wow! and they'll all be wearing red and then Lidsod, which is the experimental band, will be like gathered around a, a fire wearing white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so it's super cool. It's yeah. a super cool project. Um, but many people have been in it. And I think the most people that were ever in it when I was playing with them was maybe 10. Ten or something like that. And
0: you toured with these guys. You toured yeah, with all ten but people.
2: The tour was, I mean, the guy who who does it really is a mastermind. We we toured, and it the the I flew out to meet them in Nebraska, um, and finish up the tour. And the tour had different numbers of people at different times. Um, notoriously, I think when they were in San Francisco, um, a drummer like ran away, like he just left, like on that tour, <laughs> on that tour. So we're you know they're out on tour and. I'm going out, and this other guitar player is going out. We're going to meet them in Nebraska and finish the tour because it's such a long tour. People could only afford to do different parts of it. So anyway, they're in San Francisco, and uh, the drummer who they found on Craigslist to tour was just like, I guess he was just like, I've had enough. <laughs> like, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> like, and during the um, – so uh, – so, I think it was I don't know if it was like between the gap of of playing in the encore or something like that, but he just got up and packed up his stuff and left. (laughs) Amazing. He left left the tour like he was gone, like they had no drummers. So um, so but they had a drum machine. um, And uh, at that point, all of us were expecting to be on tour with the drummer. So by the time uh, but, you know, the guy has so many friends, I think different people filled in. But by the time I flew out to Nebraska, So in Lincoln, I remember we were playing with a drummer and a lot of people. And I think in Chicago, there was a drummer and a lot of people. And then by the time we got to Pittsburgh or maybe it was Bloomington, Indiana, it was me. I was just the vocalist, uh, the lady vocalist, the guitar player and Patrick, the leader, uh, the singer and a drum machine. And it was rough.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So it could be as few as three and maybe as many as like... It was three of
2: us. It was like, you know, and it was a band that was like, if you go and then when you get to the town, they would be billed as like, you'd see the, in the press, it would be like, this band is coming. And there's a picture of everybody like wearing their red. It looks like it's like 10 strong, you know? And it's like... It's like the three of us in a drum machine that we sometimes, you know, either like can't figure out how to run through the PA or it was just, it was really, it was, it was, it was soul crushing and also just fantastic.
0: So, what was it like for you to make the transition from like pretty straight ahead rock and roll to this big post rock, funky, like collective type music?
2: Um, It was great in terms of, it was fantastic um, uh, in terms of playing the music and making the music. Uh, there's another guy who was playing guitar who was so good that i actually got worse because i just be like oh i'll let him take the solo you know what mm-hmm. i mean because he was right. so incredible they had a lot of incredible musicians playing um so in that way in terms of music it was fantastic because it's just like you're learning and you're doing this different stuff and you're know, playing with different bands you might never have played with playing you know like rock um and in terms of uh uh it was a little different because i had played with the other guys you know for so long for a couple records worth that and it was my first band i was like i miss my friends you know right. but then by the time this was over which was like a year later then it was just great
0: so, There you go. yeah and what was holy 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 about like can you uh, tell us the backstory of that song
2: i i'm not sure if i can uh, speak to the backstory of that song specifically but all of all of the songs seem to be informed by um by the, uh, by Patrick's upbringing, his dad was, I'm probably gonna use the wrong word if he was a reverend or a minister, but at a college. And so I Patrick would say the two things that he was very comfortable, he was very comfortable in institutions. Like if we would play a college mm. or something like that, super comfortable, you right. know, like, like no problem. Um, and, uh, and so a lot of it. Sprang from that upbringing, and I'm not sure if his wife, uh, who is also in the band and is the female vocalist that you heard on um, "Holy, Holy, Holy," if she had a similar upbringing. But they met in Nebraska and when they were teenagers, and moved out here and got married, and they've been together ever since, like making crazy music with many people, and it's just great. So I think, I think his his upbringing and fighting against it would probably. And accepting it at the same time.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was curious about. I like I couldn't tell like to what extent this was actually like. Uh so a, a perversion of religion <laughs> right. and like, a, but a celebration of it. Like yeah. I, I'm not like, I don't, I don't know much about the Bible or anything. So like, um, I'm kind yeah. of a, okay, yeah. I was going to ask you, do you
2: have know, a religious connection to it? No, I don't know anything about the, I was, I was raised with absolutely no religion. And so um, it, it is all fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, like, right. it was, no, it wow. seemed, it
3: seemed like it was like walking borderline potential book of revelations it type, is, yeah. type imagery. But at the same time, it seemed like, I think I think you're on the right track. My my guess is that this isn't Book of Revelation stuff. This is like well, seeming, red eyes. seeming yeah. seemingly Book of Revelations, but actually like yeah, just sort super of a perverted, perverted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's
2: an amazing guy with yeah. a fantastic imagination, and also like a great uh, cult of personality. I mean, he's gotten so many of his friends to participate right. in this. Because yeah. the, the next incarnation and what led me to uh, to leave was um, he decided it would be a jogging band. Okay, the band at that point the band I think had been together for maybe ten years or eleven years or something like that. And when I came it was like probably on its, I don't know, ninth year or something. But um but he's like it's gonna be a jogging band and the plan was that everybody still wearing red would meet up the practices would be at McCarran Park and <laughs> you know, we're gonna have little amps strapped I was playing guitar by that point. You'd have little your whatever, you know, the cigarette amps that you can get mm-hmm. strapped to your guitar strap and that we would all jog or run and and sing and do the thing at the same time and i was like I can't, I can't do that nope, <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope. i wake up hungover <laughs> like, right yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, no no dude i'm
2: like i'm not i just like i was like i just i couldn't do it and i think uh, around that time a lot of people decided that they could not make that transition hold, hold up with his expectations Yeah. and so the very last show that i saw that was the, the last show that i saw that was a flaming fire show and it may have been their last show Um, the drum machine was back in action and, uh, I can't remember they were opening for some really good friends of theirs who do well in Chicago, whose name is escaping for me now. And they're kindly, you know, reciprocating their opening and um patrick and maybe two other people com- completely different band at this point just a couple years later and patrick i remember was wearing overalls no shirt and like a million tree branches <laughs> like he was just covered in <laughs> and i was just like man that is art <laughs> you, got, you, you got
3: out when you needed to it sounds like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so uh let's talk about 1-800 band then um so what do you guys you guys just released an ep you yes. just released the diver blue ep yes
2: we just released our EP. We have uh, we have one full length prior to that, and and this EP that we just put out on Almost Ready, and um, it's just four songs, and it's on blue vinyl, and we're very excited.
3: Let me ask too, because um, I I the the last album too. I love y'all's album art. Who who does your album art? Because both of them, I, th- I feel oh, like cool. have been dynamite. Um,
2: the first one was uh, that was. Uh, Rob's brother Jacob um, made the frisbee. Our our idea mm. it was our idea to have a frisbee in the sand. Yeah. And they were are like, how can we do it? And we got a vinyl cut, and we just like had this old frisbee at home. And he his uh, Rob's brother designed the vinyl cut, and then we just like basically carefully went to some place in Chinatown, got the vinyl cut, and carefully pasted our name on the frisbee, which is still at my house, and you can play with. Awesome. Um. And then uh, and so that was how we did that. And this guy Marco, who's uh he used to be in a band called Endless Boogie. Okay. Um. He used to be, I believe, their Bass player, and he is a fantastic artist. He uh, colored up the back cover for us, which is like it looks like it's like 1980s or whatever, and did the layout. So he's fantastic. And then the new one, uh, Rob's friend Arturo. just did a collage and we picked he's a collage artist and he's done flyers for us and he's fantastic so we picked that collage that he had made and that's the cover now
0: and you have a very cool video that you guys just put out too can you talk about the video sure, and who directed yeah.
2: that um that is our friend dave cavallo who is a cinematographer who uh, notably just uh, he shot jodorowsky's dune which is, which is out now <laughs> like yeah it's crazy and it's great because of course he told us all the stories about shooting it, which I'm sure I'm not at liberty to repeat here, um, but uh, it's amazing. When I saw it, the movie is, is fantastic, everybody should go see it, and also it's uh, it's also a miracle of editing. I mean, I think a lot of hard work went into the editing on that, and I just, I just think it's incredible that they got him to talk like that, and, and the movie is great. So anyway, he uh, he very kindly offered to do, he had this idea for the video, and he offered to do it for us, and we were like great you know like thank you that's really nice of you and then as the time drew nearer like we realized that we had no um we were supposed to be casting this and doing stuff like that None oh, of us has okay. ever cast you know we didn't know what we were doing and we we called him we we're just like i don't think we can do this because we have no money and we have you know and he was doing it for free which right. was very kind of him but we just didn't have anything to put into it and uh, a friend of his, his name is Stacy Nice, this woman who is a producer who happened to be eating lunch with him was like, I'll do it. And she's like full on Philadelphia. Awesome. Like the coolest woman, like badass, like hard charging the story she had um, on, <laughs> uh, on Earth. And she um, and she totally cast it. Just
3: took it out of your hands and ha- she, handled took it
2: out, it. she took it out of her hands. And the other uh, notable thing that I should mention about this video, I don't know why is that um, the protagonist It's all teenagers, you know, mm mm-hmm. And so we're shooting it and we're in New Jersey and she and a girl who is doing the makeup were telling these stories that were like unbelievable. Like the girl who's doing makeup was talking about working the strip jo- strip joint she's like, and there's this one girl and she had two cooters and she's just telling like, <laughs> you know, like just, and, and this kid is sitting there and he's like 15 and we're all like, oh my God, you know, he's just Jeez. dead silent and we're like, you know, I don't know if you can, he right, says right. nothing to say and we're all like, kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, shouldn't be saying it and then, um, Later, we found out he was 26. And we're like, <laughs> and we're like why, does, why doesn't he have any stories about somebody with two cooters?
0: <laughs> you go awesome. from like, is this harassment to like, yeah. who is this little
3: wimp? <laughs> right, right, right. That's great. Yeah. Great. Um. Well, great. Well, do you want to take us out on a... Well, actually, let's say... Uh, so we had talked about you guys are opening for Dwight Twilley. When yes. is that? That's it.
2: Uh, That is... We're opening for Dwight Twilley on uh May 9th at the... Bell House, which I've never played, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I believe uh, Pez Band, which is a Chicago power pop band, we're supposed to be amazing, are on that bill also. And we're touring for, uh, I think, 10 days before that, so we're super excited about
3: where, that. Where are you guys
2: gonna be going? We're gonna be going to Midwest mainly, we're going to Pittsburgh, and I know we're going to Milwaukee and Chicago, and out to Minneapolis and back, a bunch of cities in there, so. Awesome. Exciting.
3: Um, do you wanna take us out on 1-800-BAND-SONG? Sure. Uh, What do you want to take us out on?
2: Uh, This is uh, Diver Blue.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Polly.
2: Thank you.